All right. Good evening. It is Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. Um, I am Randall. I got my other host over here. Thomas. And Enos. And Madman's working the soundboard. Enos, uh, get a little Hello. closer to a microphone there. There you go. Guys. Hello, folks. All right. So let's see what went on over the weekend. Well, Thomas and I went to AwesomeCon. Lots of fun. Picked up some good stuff. I, uh, I posted my findings um, over the weekend on um, our Facebook page. I mainly filled holes, so I got some sensational She-Hulk issues that I needed, and I filled my Marvel Chillers run with Tigra. But I, I had a couple of nice things. I put um, an Avengers 144 first Hellcat in there, and I put uh, I got a um, Enos is throwing money at me, and now I'm just all discombobulated. <laughs> um, so keep your pants on. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then I found a, a Lois Lane. I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I think number 70, first Silver Age appearance of the Catwoman. Um, and I also got a Grail, so I got a Batman 181, first appearance of Poison Ivy graded at a 4.5. I'm not going to tell you why I paid for it, because honestly, I think I p- paid a little too much. But as Tom and I were saying, that book's not going to go down in value. So if I overpaid now, it'll work itself back out in a couple years. Right. I mean, um, it, it's one that's only going to go up its first appearance of Poison Ivy. Right. And it's not the end of the world if you pay, pay a little more than what you think is something's worth if it's a book you really want. Right, and, exactly. Anyway, you know. And the key is always, are you happy? Are you glad what, right, you, know, are you, happy with what, what you, you picked paid, up? So. Uh, Tommy also got some stuff. I think, Enos, you got it in front of you. He hasn't put the pictures up yet because he's a slacker. Yeah, I did. I put it up before the oh, show. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, so by the way, Enos, I did get this book for you, but I, I have to tell you, I didn't notice at the time, but I, I noticed now, it does have a cover blemish on it. I saw it. It's no big deal. But And I was going to say, what would you rather have? One with a cover blemish or one not at all? So well, not at all, Bubba. I mean, because I mean those are, with a cover blemish, of those, course. Those are getting harder to find, too. So. And you know this, and I truly appreciate it, my friend. And I actually picked up one myself. I don't know if you saw it on the Facebook. Yes, I, and I it's one, one the, the, the Superman one. Yes. Do I have that, too? Yeah, it's, it's a classic. Superman's got the boy riding on his back. Well, that sounds dirty. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's flying through the air. He's in flight and got a long, young friend with him. I tell you what. There neither was, one of those sounded good. I just, you know, neither one there of those. There was one that I wish I had gotten, um, and I left it there, and I'm kicking myself in the head already. Is uh, the first Superman versus Spider Man battle? Oh, yeah. A guy had it on a shelf there on the wall for ninety dollars, and I left it there. And then driving home, I'm like, "You stupid dumbass!" Because <laughs> that one's getting really hard to find now, right? Um, because I lucked out because believe it or not, I found most of my Treasure Edition size comics at a Comic Con in Mount Olive. North Carolina at a, at Mount Olive High School back Mount, in 87. Mount Olive. Um, let's see if Enos and I are actually kindred souls. Isn't that what Mayberry was based on for the Andy Griffith show? Mount Pilot. Mount Pilot. Okay. But no, Mayberry, Mount Pilot was a big city for yeah, Mayberry. Right. Uh, like an hour away. Like it was their D.C. But right. Mayberry was actually based off a town in North Carolina. Right. For a, crazy went, for a while went crazy with uh, tourists. So we actually, we got to remember now that we do have cameras. So when I handed you that Batman, you should probably actually show it to the camera so that they can see what you picked up little little up and the camera's the little up let's see yeah there you go good shot yeah nice $20 is not bad for this and here's what's really great about those books madman and for you guys who don't know this out there whenever you see those treasury editions that means that some little sucker of a kid had to clip a coupon out of his comic to get that yeah. So, Boo it, those kids. Right. It, that was one of those things where a book had to get damaged to get them. The only one I remember buying that I didn't have to do that was the second Superman Spider-Man team-up. Mm-hmm. That actually showed up in a gas station here in town uh, on the rack. So, And I think they figured out that, well, kids aren't going to be cutting coupons out of comics anymore because, lo and behold, these things are, are getting valuable now. So, Never destroy your comic books. Right. Never. I found a way to order those things from DC if I were cutting them in my comics. I would copy, I would write a, a letter, and I would detail the um, whatever the issue was and have it enclosed. They sent them right to me, so I never well, had to cut my And I also found out, too, that apparently they got wise that people wanted those things, and they would allow you to photocopy it. Right. So as long as, long as you could photocopy the order form, they were like, all right, it's not how we really want to do it because we want the, the stamp. But the, the long run is as long as we get the dollar for it yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that coupon, we're good. Um, so a couple of things that came out this week, too, um, and, I'm, and I'm jumping right ahead on these because I really like these covers. Deceased, number one, the DC miniseries. Um, I oh, picked snap. Up, that I, came out? Yes, it came out. Um, 
I wish I'd have known you wanted one. I already gotten you one. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll give you the one I have here. But I have one. I really love this cover because they're ripping off. Um, they're ripping off the um, it cover. Switch to the other camera. Where's the other camera? They're both right there on the thing. Oh, they're ripping off the it cover, which is with the red balloon and the time it's Robin. My arms are not long enough, Mr. Fantastic. I am not. There you go. So that's a great cover. I got Tommy the regular one, but then the other one they put out, I went ahead and picked them both up because that's just how you know anal I am, is the horror cover, and this is with like the Batman zombie on it. Wow. So, I really Bat liked zombie. the art on the first one. Yeah. It was really cool. So I got both of those, and then like I said, Tommy's like, will you pick me up a deceased? I'm like, sure. So I said, well, he's just going to get the regular cover because I don't know which one he wants. If you want one of these when we go do our live show Wednesday or uh, Saturday, I'll pick you up one. Which, by the way, listeners, that's a good time to mention. We are doing a special live broadcast Saturday at Flashback Comics for free comic book day. So if you're in the Northern Virginia, Woodbridge area, come on by Flashback Comics. Or go to your local comic shop where you live because it's free comic book day there. And, and just so you guys understand, when we say free comic book day, that doesn't mean you can go in there and pick one up off the shelf and say, hey, can I have the Spider-Man 129? It, that's not how it works. They're special, re yeah, free, free special reprint editions of some key comics that are made specifically for free comic book day. But a lot of those dealers also do have specials and deals going on. Yeah, uh, and some good sales and everything. I know a lot of them throw out a special dollar box. Some of them do a, a sale off of their trade paperbacks. And it's a good way to get back in the comics if you haven't done it for a while. Yeah, no if, doubt. And it also helps to promote literacy, which was the reason why it was started in the first place. Right. Well, it was it was actually started when the first Spider-Man movie came out to right. get people to go in the store because, you know, hey, we're now making a movie of a big comic book hero. Let's get people into the store. Really? And, okay. And we want people to read, so. Maybe you want people to read. I mean, get them. <laughs> it, it's like any other. It's like I don't want them. Other, when I give them the drug. contract, they has, hasn't given me all their crap. I don't want them to be able to read a fine print. I just want them to sign it. Well, it's like, <laughs> yeah, in free comic book day, it's like any other drug. You get the first one for free, but Especially after that, you have to pay, pay for, for it. it. That's, that's right. But, and again, but they do take some of those um, key issues and they do special free comic book day reprints of them. Like I think they did one for uh, Captain Marvel a couple years ago. I'm not mistaken. I could be off on that. And they did them for Avengers. I know that the DC Rebirth did a whole thing of it. And a lot of them, too, guys, DC and Marvel's been getting sneaky about this lately. If there's a huge event that's about to happen, they'll put it in a free comic book day preview, and then the first issue comes out, and you're already lost going, what the hell? And, <laughs> and, if I recall, they did that for Blackest Night, did they yes, not? I, well, no, Blackest Night was, well... They may have. I, I, I can't actually say, so I had to back off. Of and, there, and there's been a couple first appearances in those free comic book days. I know, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Simon Baz, the Green Lantern, was the first appearance yes. in a free comic book yep. day comic. Right. And so, then, so sometimes you might find something that you know could be a semi-big deal. I don't know. Yeah, but that was just a, a big bad deal, concept. The Green Lantern that carried a gun. Yeah, well, yeah. so. Well, I don't. They got rid of it really damn quick, though, I know yeah. this, too. Yeah, he doesn't use it anymore. Mm -hmm. He's not a bad character, but right. the gun thing was... Didn't you know, they have one either. already, like Jack T. Chance or something like that? Green uh, Lantern, that was... He had a trench coat. Did he actually have a gun? Uh, I don't remember. He that was very 90s. Yeah, he was very 90s. Well, very and 90s. they used a storyline that he didn't feel he was actually confident enough to make constructs from the ring, so that if his will or failed him, he wanted to be able to, to fight and back himself up, so... Maybe I kind of get it. Although I really loved the Jessica Cruz character because she was already a basket case. And how do you get this woman who's shut up in her room to come out and be a Green Lantern? And it wasn't even a regular ring. It was the power ring from the crime syndicate. So you already had that going against her, too. All right. So let's find out um, some news items. Not a whole lot happened news-wise uh, over the last week. Um, I do need to put out a cyber slap to all of you posers out there that are sending Tom King death threats for Heroes in Crisis 8. Just knock it off already. I'm not going to make a joke about you and Tom King on this because this is serious. Well, no. It it's, it's not just that it's Tom King. It's they did the same thing. Donnie Cates. Um, Donnie Cates just a couple months ago. If I'm not mistaken, Brian Michael Bendis received, received someone he killed off Hawkeye right. back in the day. It, yeah. You know, if you don't like the comment, quit buying the book, but don't make a death and, threat. And right, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second time they've done that to him. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah. They and did it for Batman 50. It might be the third time because they were rather pissed off with Batman 50. Right. Yeah. They did, I know about Batman 50 and I know about the. The, the most recent one, right? And uh, I didn't know there was a third one. Yeah, and, right. le and let's face it, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it too, be smart about it. Tom King is not the guy you want to make threats to, right? Because he's still got connections with his former company. I guarantee it. Right. If, if he can't make you disappear, he knows someone. They, they had a booth at AwesomeCon, and I'm fairly certain he had a direct hand in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he he's former CIA special operatives and everything. If if he can't make you disappear, he knows someone who can. Well, we don't know that he was actually special operatives. We just know he worked wink, for wink, the company. Nudge, with, nudge. He just worked for the company with the three initials, and that's enough for me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Most people, and for most people, with good sense to leave the guy alone. Right, and I mean, even even if that wasn't the case, I mean, death threats. You know, I mean, it, it's a fictional character, guys. Come on. Th- this is my thing on that gentleman. It's all right to to enjoy something, and it's all right, and it's fine to be passionate about something. But there's a point where sometimes you can take that love or passion too far, and when it gets to the point where you are willing to consciously do harm to another human being over something that you're passionate about, you need to seek help quickly, seriously, because that's sick. That's sick. I love superheroes, but I ain't killing. I'm not losing my freedom for none of that. Well, and I can say that over the years, I've read a lot of comics, and there's been some that have downright upset me and made me angry. You know how I reacted? I didn't buy but the, the next comic issue. book. You don't buy it no more. Right. I didn't it's buy simple. the next issue. There you go. Don't announce bounce. Yeah. <laughs> don't announce bounce. What the hell is that? And in other words, don't don't talk about it. Just walk away and just leave it alone. Away. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Well, and I and I have to admit. I really don't, I don't want to say I don't like, but I was a little also upset with uh, Heroes in Crisis 8. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So you find out, are you reading Heroes in Crisis? Have you read and 8? Yes, I have. Got caught up. All right. And I'm like, what? Uh, the w- I was uh, a major yeah. WTF. Yeah, because you find out the murderer is actually Wally West. Oh. And I just went, no! I mean, like, <laughs> is, and Booster's still alive? Uh, no. What? Well, yes. Booster and Harley are both alive. But oh, I don't care about Harley. Now you find out that the murders were accidental. Um, it's what he does to cover it up where you start just losing it going, no, Wally, this is just evil now. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and, and well, I think I know where he's going with it because he still hasn't gotten over the fact that Iris doesn't, rem- or uh, Linda. Linda doesn't remember him and there's no Iris and Jay and that's right. probably starting to mess with his head. Mm-hmm. So I get where that's going just as long as there's some type of redemption at the end. So Yeah, exactly. Well, the good thing is that Booster wasn't responsible. Right. Yeah. But what he did was it freaking ingenious. He uh, so Sanctuary has their version of um, the holodeck. Mm-hmm. So what he did was when everybody came outside to find out why Wally had lost his crap, he basically reveals that all these years he's been containing the speed force within him. Like it's, he has to exert control over every moment of every day. And this is the one time he loses it, and he it basically has a shockwave and it blows away, basically disintegrates right. all the people who came out there. So as the emergency alarm is going off in Sanctuary. He grabs Booster, he grabs Harley, he sticks him in their little holodeck and programs them to look like they've gone outside. Um, and what he has them do is he sees Booster, or uh, Booster sees Harley kill them all, and he has Harley seen Booster kill them all. And then he actually releases them afterwards that he's made his escape and done his cover-up. So that's why it starts off with them thinking each other did it, because Wally had actually orchestrated this cover story. Wow. Now, now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with this. I know you probably don't want to see this happen, but Wally West going bad could be good. It, it could. and well, could If it's a, done right, yes. He could make a hell of yes. a villain. Right. Well, this, this smacks a little bit of um, Earth Prime Superboy. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. So just like in Infinite Crisis where he was telling uh, Alexander Luther and, and Earth 2 Superman, we saved the wrong Earth. Yeah, but I mean, so, this could end up being good. Wally West going bad oh, could be good. Well, and I got a feeling that the events of Infinite Crisis, Infinite Crisis, crap. I got uh, a feeling uh, uh. that the events of Heroes in Crisis is going to tie directly to Deceased. Deceased. And I think also the, the DC Year of the Villain, which also came out today, 25 cent special for number one. I think that's also going to be tied directly to Heroes in Crisis. So, yeah. Which, by the way, I just remember, sorry, Madman, I smacked the table. I got excited. Um, so, you know, after Tom King did his Mr. Miracle series, he said, I'm about ready to do my next 12-parter. Someone at the con told me that they were talking to Mitch Gerards, mm-hmm. um, the artist of Mr. 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 Miracle. Mr. Miracle, okay. And that if you want a hint to what the next 12-issue miniseries that Tom is doing, if you read issues, I think one he said um, five and six of Mr. Miracle and Heroes in Crisis 8, there's a hint as to who, it's supposed to, who the miniseries is going to be about. So apparently, if you go back to the previous Miss Miracle series and then this last Heroes in Crisis, I got it. There's enough. Of, there's enough of a tie in there. Thank God for trade paperbacks. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna have to go dig them up now myself. Anywho, so that's uh, what went on this weekend. It would take up a lot of time here. I know that there's not a whole lot that came out new comic book wise. Like I said, Deceased Number One came out. Um, 
uh, DC's Year of the Villains 25 Cent Special came out. But, however, also Kingdom Come Trade Paperback came out today. So if you've never read Kingdom Come, that's a great book to pick up. That's basically the one where um, Superman in the past gets defeated. He finally meets the, the enemy that he can't defeat. And it's set in the future where he's given it up, and now he's just going to be a farmer like his dad And this was. is the one where him and uh, Captain Marvel go toe-to-toe, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a great story. So if you've never read it, now's the time to get it because a new trade version came out. Okay, cool. Uh, have you guys got anything that you read or saw this week well, that you um, say, hey, it's, we... It, it's not really comic related, but it, but in a way it is. Uh, as y'all know, we lost John Singleton on Monday. Yes, I saw that. Uh, a lot, of, uh, very few people know that he was trying at one point to bring Luke Cage to the screen, uh, to to the big screen, but before the um, blow up of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this guy was a visionary. He he gave you a no holds barred. Um, vision of what he was trying to show, but at the same time, while he didn't hold anything back, he educated you on things, and he showed that people who he gave a voice to those who really got ignored, but you found out that they were not as bad as they were as they were um, portrayed to be, and you and you got to see their story. And um, Hollywood really lost a great director. And um, because if you've seen Boys in the Hood, you know what I'm talking about. Right. I saw your. I actually saw your Facebook post today. Right. Because it took me a minute to read that to realize where's he going with this. <laughs> right. And 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 it's like and and if you want to see and if, and also if you are a fan of Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bassett, Regina King, Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cube, and Morris Chestnut and Taraji P Henson. A lot of them got their start in his movies, yeah. and he gave he gave them an opening. And like, it was because of Boys in the Hood that led to the partnering of because of their chemistry of Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett for What's Love Got to Do with It a year later. And yeah. and and I don't have to tell you guys what where Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett have done. They um, Lawrence Fishburne, The Matrix, Angela Bassett last year in uh, Black Panther. I love me some Angela Bassett. Oh, she's fantastic. <laughs> did you ever? Did you see the episode of The Flash that she was in? Yes. Excellent. I mean, it, it, she was. Some... They had her as Amanda Waller, right? Or no, am I thinking someone else? No, okay. no, no, no. I'm talking about in the original Flash. Oh, gotcha. Yes. She was. Her character was supposed to have been murdered. But she was actually just being held hostage until the guy that was blamed for it got executed. But the Flash got there in time and got him out of the uh, electric chair before it blew up. So um, rest in peace, John Singleton. You will be missed. And thank you for your impact. Yes, thank you, sir. Yes, thank you, All sir. right, so before we get to tonight's episode, I'm going to let Mad Men pay our bills. Absolutely. Lost in Longbox is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Uh, Danny's Pizza and Subs dot com. Uh, they are located in the Lee's Hill Center at one zero six five seven Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg. So apologies to our listeners in Trondheim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the number is eight nine eight five zero zero eight. Area code is five four zero. That's eight nine eight five zero zero eight. They are open Monday through Thursday, eleven a.m. to nine p.m. Fridays and Saturdays are open eleven a.m. to ten p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas of equal or lesser value at dandyspizzaandsubs.com. Okay, so Enos, I'm about to give you a homework assignment. What's up? Your job is to go back and to listen to the previous episodes of Lost in the Longbox for this year and write down how many different cities Mad Men uses in the promo. Because it's a different city every time. See, Auckland. (laughs) uh, I know it's three, so... (laughs) All right, so tonight we are going to be talking about the Avengers Endgame movie. Yeah, baby. Yeah. If you have not seen Avengers Endgame, you have one or two options right now. You can either say, okay, well, go ahead, spoil it for me. I don't care. Or you can earmuff and exit out and come back later because we will be spoiling it. Um, So I I guess I'll go ahead and start. Um, I actually like this movie. It's it's not a great movie. It's not fantastic. It didn't blow my socks off. But it is a good ending to what was begun with Iron Man. Um, so I'm really curious to see where they go with it later, but we'll talk about that. But I, I have a couple of problems with it, but here's the thing. They're not like, oh, my God, that's horrible. That's, you know, no, that can't happen. My problems are more along the lines, and I'm going to use the camera for this one. My problems are more along the lines of, but no, yep, 
where you want to say something, but you just don't want to, you can't vocalize it because you're just like, no. Those are kind of issues I have. Oh, oh. I can vocalize. It. Yeah, I know you. Oh, can. We know you will. <laughs> I, I already saw an SMR yesterday that he said, "I'm going to rip this movie up." <laughs> yeah, Madman was not a happy camper. So let's go around the table. Um, one of my problems with the movie is, okay, you have something that happens that wipes out half the Earth's population. I get that, but it's not going to regress to like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, times with like all those boats around the Statue of Liberty that aren't working or all the houses that are overgrown. Uh, I'm pretty certain that yeah, it might set us back 10, 20 years max. 10 years for you to lose all your engineers and electricians and your politicians and your doctors and what have you. And then another 10 years for the other people to train up and get those skills. But it's not going to throw in a dark age the way they portray it. I won't say dark ages, but they make it look pretty bleak in just those time people are gone. And, and even if we did lose all those people, all the ones that I mentioned, the doctors, the engineers, the electricians, for everyone that's employed, there's tons more out there that don't have a job. So trust me, it's not going to be yeah, that I dismal. I bet the unemployment rate after that was like 0%. Right. No, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true because everybody that didn't have a job would get one by default, you know. And what's funny is during this part in the movie when we saw that, I, I remember sitting there and I went, oh, this is bullshit. And Tommy went, What? This is bullshit. I'm like, yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. And yeah. I could just see the look on his face was like, wow, we're like less than an hour in, and you've already found something to complain about. Because <laughs> that's what you do. You complain. Well, I was right. Was I right or Probably not? Old man. I can't. Oh, you know, in retrospect, looking back on that, it was just like they had lost everything. And life, it was like they had the attitude like they had made. The biggest mistake, and everything was gone. But life was, but you could see that life was still going on. And I agree with you. If for everyone that disappeared, there was going to be people that would be happy to got jobs. Right. I would like to see in the face of those folks who got those jobs when those fools came back. Right. Well, plus two. Remember, and this is we know this for a fact. Just in our day and age, we have food that goes to waste. Yes. Um, there's there's no reason we have a hunger crisis in the world. We could we can't at this moment feed everybody on the planet, but a lot of our food goes to waste. So, and you're telling me that you lose half the population, and you're still not going to have a surplus of food or uh, I'm sorry, it's just I was like that's not right. Yeah. It wouldn't be that horrible. Yeah. What was like Madman? What was the actual number you said that? Oh yeah, if you wipe out you know half a million people or half the population, you still have four point two billion or something yeah, crazy like absolutely. that. <laughs> All right, Tommy, what, what do you got? And I, and I know Tommy just over there shaking his head like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I did not have as big a problem with that as, as what you did for no other reason because you know, you're probably trying to apply real-world stuff to a comic book movie, so there's that. Um, uh, no, I'm applying real-world to real-world. So, so, yeah, yeah, it's called plausibility. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's a comic book movie. That, that's kind of my attitude when it came when it came to that. It's a comic book movie, but yeah, you know, what some of the things too, like at at, at the uh, one of the things at the end when when Peter goes back to school and he meets up with Ned and they're and they're hugging and everything like that. I, I would kind of. How long were they in high school? Right, because because Peter disappeared. Did Ned also disappear? Because I didn't. I I don't they didn't know. Show that on screen. Did they, they? didn't nope, show no. whether or not he did on screen. How I'm many, going. How many times did they fail high school? That's what I wanted. Right, because <laughs> Peter, Peter was gone for five years. That's what I mean. If Ned didn't disappear, he's not oh, in high crap, school. That's, that's right. Yeah, there's a, that's right. There's a five year gap. I didn't think about that. And and so I mean, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I would assume by that scene that it means Ned disappeared as well, but. I don't know. Well, I guess we're That's supposed a good to, point. I guess we're supposed to work on the assumption that Ned disappeared with Peter and their lives are picking up where they left off, which would have been in high school. Five years later. But here's here's the other problem with that scene. You get the impression that every Balkan wall everybody walking into the high school had had disappeared. Yeah. Because you got the administrator was still in school. Because you had the administrator out there welcoming everybody and saying, Welcome back. And I'm like, so did the whole freaking high school just disappear then? Which by the way, someone pointed this out. Uh, on another website, did you notice who the administrator is in the high school? I did not. It's the secret agent scroll from Captain Marvel. Oh. No, I missed that. I missed uh, that. I would too. have to go back and look at it, but I think they they pointed out that that looks like it's the secret agent scroll that 
it was infiltrated uh, the base with Captain Marvel when it found out he wasn't actually who he said he was. Hmm. Director of uh, Shield at the time, right? I see. Did you and do you remember the scene where um, Cap was with the support group and there was this bald guy with glasses? Yes. I uh, hint everybody, you know who that is? Yes, indeed. That's Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin, creator of Thanos. Yep. And writer of the Infinity Gauntlet. Right, right, exactly. And the death of Captain Marvel. So, you know, and many, in, many, many other You know what, Tommy? <laughs> damn, that was really a, that was an actually a really valid point. I did not even think about that because there is that moment where the screen goes to black and it says five years later. Yep. Yeah, so did, was, was Ned just really dumb? Or was or everybody, did, he disappear in the, too? did everybody in school disappear? I mean, I can understand, you know, when, when half the population disappears, maybe you take a little while off from school, a year or so. Get, How did the universe or Thanos determine who goes and who doesn't? Right. It, was it, didn't, it didn't, it it was didn't random. seem random. I mean, well, it was supposed to be Hawkeye's random. entire family disappeared. That didn't look random to me. Yeah, apparently being a superhero was a, like... Put you high on a priority yeah, list. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be completely random. Now, I don't know, but, you know, it, that's the way it was supposed to be. Well, well, I mean, look at it too. You know, you figure all the Pims disappeared, right? So, yep. So, all right, all right. So, we're gonna leave from Tommy and go to Enos. Okay. Um, one of the things that I would have to say if I had a problem with in the movie is that we were robbed of seeing the Hulk really do his thing. Yeah, everybody's hating Smart Hulk, and um, um. We got robbed on the rematch between Hulk and Thanos. Yep. I wanted to see that. And I also wanted to see because the Professor Hulk was a lot more fierce than this guy. Not saying I didn't love it. Got to give it. Mark Ruffalo, I love him. I've I've really grown to like him as both Banner and the Hulk. But they did the Hulk a great disservice in this movie and a lot of folks who wanted to see the Hulk and Thanos knuckle up. We got robbed of that. Well, you know what else? When he put on the Infinity Gauntlet and you see him start getting this armor on his arm, I thought we were going to get Emperor Hulk. Because I, I even whispered Tommy, are we going to get Emperor Hulk here? And that would have been they, nice. They robbed yes. us of that. Yeah. That would have been nice. Um, I mean, I, I was not a huge... I didn't hate Professor Hulk. I didn't love it. You know, even in the Even in the comics... You know the smart Hulk was not never my my favorite. Right, it was always you know Hulk Smash or Joe Fix It. I love me some Joe Fix but, It. But you know, <laughs> I mean, not, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. I mean, I would have liked to have seen if if they were going to do one of one of his other personalities and they weren't going to do you know Emperor Hulk. Give me some Joe Fix It. But I knew that. Yeah, but Joe Fix It wouldn't have worked in that movie. No, no it wouldn't because but, there was no need for him. Yeah, right. I would. I think I would have rather had the old dynamic of you know smart banner dumb right. Hulk. Well, well and, and you know what? I'm going to get to you in just a second, Madman. But here's the other problem with that: in Age of Ultron, they pretty much paint this picture that there's a bit of a romance going on between Hulk and Black Widow, okay. and he didn't shed a freaking tear when he found out that she was. No, uh, she didn't. No, I mean, no, he didn't. I mean, he was upset about it and he got angry. But I'm like, he should have lost his control when he found out Natasha was the one who gave it up for the Soul Stone. And I gotta say, right. I'm kind of glad they didn't go back to that. That was kind of ugh. In a I like. I didn't actually he cry. Yeah, I see. I actually liked um, the whole dynamic of Black Widow and Hulk in Age yeah. of Ultron. I wanted them to see them play that out more. No, all right, Madman, give me your pet peeve. Don't give me all of them because we've only got half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was so slow. It took so long, long for every anything to get going. Then finally, they all find out where Thanos is. Let's get this son of a bitch. Finally. You get there, and the boom, it's over. Oh, yeah. And it was like, quick, cut off later, his head. Yeah. Very slowly, five years later, comes up on board uh, on the screen, and I'm just like, how long has this movie been over? I mean, I felt like, <laughs> I felt robbed of a final battle. Right. Yeah. You know, and then they're all just, they all, like, go and retreat to Dagobah, like Yoda. Just, well, I didn't, I didn't beat him after, you know, facing him for a couple of seconds, so eh, I'm going to go, go in hiding. You know, I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that uh, Captain. Captain America was cursing a lot. I understand that, uh, you know, but I mean, I don't think that he, no matter what would happen to him, I don't think he would compromise his values. He would be still be the guy saying language to the group. Right. And I didn't like that. Um, 
uh, EK tried to get on me. It was like, I didn't like that he checked out his own ass. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. If you fought a doppelganger, <laughs> you would check out your own ass. You want to know what you look like from behind, don't <laughs> You're you? Right, that is the ass of America. <laughs> that is yeah. America's ass. That's right. <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, uh, 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 don't get me wrong. The Captain America aspect was my favorite part of the movie. Right. But, I mean, it, it seemed like that the jokes were few and far between. I understand it's a somber mood and everything like that, but the jokes are few and far between. You got more in other, other movies. You know, and the awesome action was few and far between. It's a bunch of, like, talking, should we do it? Should we do it? You know, a rat saves the entire universe. Paul Rudd comes out of the, out of the, uh, out of the time, time, uh, his quantum, quantum realm. Sorry, right. quantum realm. And he just comes out and he's like, hey, guys, time travel. Think about it. Right. Think about it. All right. And then they go to Iron Man and Iron Man's low. It's impossible. I'm not going to do it. I got my life here. Get out of here. And then he's doing the digital later. He's like, oh, maybe I can't do it. And then he kicks something together. And like, boom, time travel. Right, and you get the impression that he's been working on it these last five years. Yeah. He even says, I've tried it, I've looked at the variables, it's not possible. But then five minutes later, he's like, oh, look, I, I can do time travel. Oh, I guess I just didn't apply myself before. Right. So, and, and actually, that's part of my problem with the, with the whole story. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the, the nuances they added to it. Was like getting to see old New York in the original Avengers battle, and I absolutely love the fact that Thanos learned what they were doing. I thought that kind of redeemed it. Do you think? Uh, do you think that um, Nebula can't turn off her Wi-Fi? Uh, right, exactly. Do you think that's the case? Because it's like, uh, I wonder if she, if she like got uh, got to the planet where you know, like her brain started connecting. If she got like like a right as soon as she no, ended she got up- like a, it's like a. a uh, in, in her her past like that. self knew knew her future self was there, and they synced. It was like uh, well, that's what I mean. It's like <coughs> wouldn't her account lock out if she was already logged in? <laughs> right, that's right. That's what I mean. But uh, and I my my problem was, and they even spoil this in the trailers. You straight up see this in the in the trailers when they said the Thanos has a stone, and Captain Marvel like, so let's just go get him. And like I swear to God, if they just pulled the tried and true, you know, let's go back in time and get our own version of stones, I'm going to be pissed. And I was upset. Uh, but like I said, I do like the way they've added some touches to it. But and Tommy pointed us out when I said I, I didn't like that. He's like, well, what else can you do? And he goes, they paint, and what they did is they wrote themselves into a corner. That's all they could do. That's what I mean. It felt like a clip show from uh, like Friends or something like that, yeah. where they it was like they have a, a little bit set up and then they just go and you go and visit old movies. That's what happened. You went and go and visit uh, Avengers: Civil War. You go and vis- visit uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. That's what it, it felt like a clip show, right? Plus two, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they're back in the, the first Avengers and the gig is up and the case drops and a Tesseract comes sliding out and Loki picks it up and disappears, didn't they just um, retcon Thor Ragnarok when they did that? Because that means Loki wouldn't end up in a cell, right? No. No, they didn't, they didn't retcon because remember, in order to get the Tesseract at that point, they went back further. Yeah, they, I mean, and every single time it. they went back, I mean, they're they're creating new timelines, basically. But, but, right, but, so they, they, they but, ended up But going, no, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> they go back, they end up having to get the Tesseract, they have to go back further from that in order to get it. So when they do when they do that, it eliminates Loki getting the Tesseract and, and leaving at that point in time. I, I, I disagree. I, I Because at the end of Avengers, Thor takes them to jail, to Asgard. Right, and that and, still happens And when now. he picks that, no, because he picks up the Tesseract. Right, and if they hadn't gone back in time further after that, because remember, they, they, they had to go back to get the Tesseract because Loki had it, so they had to go back in time even further to get it from, from the S.H.I.E.L.D. office in, what was it, New Jersey? So when they did that and, got, and, and they got the, the uh, Tesseract there, it eliminated that part. How? Because there's it, it couldn't have happened because they didn't because they had the tesseract. So that couldn't have happened because the tesseract. See, this is why there. I always say don't write time travel stories because right. all you do is hump yourself the, in the process. The, the tesseract wasn't going to be there in what was it 2010 because they had taken it. Okay, in the so 50s. then okay, so then what you just said is they retconned the entire first Avengers movie. Right, and then they put it back in. And then they Pretty put it back much. in when Cap went back in time to replace the stones from where they were supposed to be. <laughs> that's why they had that whole thing with the Back to the Future, Hot Time Machine reference. Right. right. That, stuff like that's, that. So they that's why at the, at the yeah. end they gave, they gave Cap all the stones and Milnor and they sent them back so that he could return the stones to where they were from precisely when they took them. 
and it put everything back the way it was supposed to. <laughs> Go ahead, Enos. He's got a thought. He's like, I was going to say, then, yeah, that's what makes it because I forgot that Cap did go back at the at the end when Cap. He's got to return to the exact moment so, when right. they took everything back to the exact moment. Because the ancient one that, even tells Hulk, you need to return them all to the moment you took them from. Right. Yeah. And then time flows normal like right. it's supposed to once he returns them to where they were supposed to be. So, so do you leave the hammer in Asgard? Yes. Yeah, I he guess took so. the hammer. He, he would take the hammer back to Asgard when he returned. Yeah, I was that wondering if he like went back to like uh, 1945 or something like that with the hammer. And did he stop being Captain America once he got back there? That's, that's what we're so supposed to believe. So you retired at 22 or something? He, well, what he did was he went, it's pretty obvious that he went back to Peggy at a time after he had disappeared. Yeah. And they just kept his, his living a what, uh, secret from everybody else. Uh-huh. So I guess he... That, my tax dollars paid for that? Right. Wonderful. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks, greatest generation. So, you weren't even here, man. I know, <laughs> I, I know right? <laughs> so, now your tax dollars didn't pay for anything. Man, you weren't here. He wasn't even we here. weren't born. Yet, right? Exactly. <laughs> my tax dollars that I, I hadn't think earned Mad yet, I wasn't born. I think Madman said that to see if he could try to catch us napping. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah. You're right. But yeah, I, I, that was one of my favorite parts was Captain America's ending. I, I, I like that. It's a good ending. I, I liked it. I like this just, ending. I, I like that he got the happy ending. He got, yes. He, he got to marry his girl. He got paid. But, but you know what? dance. Even before this movie came out, like as, as, I think even last year, people were saying, oh, I bet he gets to have this dance with Peggy. And I don't think that was a fan speculation. I think that was a leaked detail. And then someone was like, oh, crap, now we got to cover it up, make up a cover story. So I'm guessing, too, we we're talking about retconnings, that this must have retconned out eight, um, Peggy Carter, the TV show. Absolutely. Because yeah, because you know, remember it, it ended on a cliffhanger. So I guess this was to you know end that, get rid of that cliffhanger. Because and remember she was, they were hinting that she was going to be involved with that one guy that in in Agent Carter that had the limp. I forget what his name was. And you watched the, that? Oh yeah, it was a great show. <laughs> You're the only one in the room, brother. That was a great show. <laughs> but but yeah, they were so they were hinting at that, and it ended on a cliffhanger. So I guess that you know retcons that out. I I never watched it. So Stop front, Tommy. You know you watched that show to look at Haley Atwell as well. You should. Well, there's <laughs> not anything wrong with that. I, I know. No, I will neither confirm nor deny that. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, it was a good show. All right, um, <laughs> but now I had a thought, and it's just yeah. Well, that guy likes wrestling too, so don't worry. About oh, I know, right? God, he was talking wrestling on the way to Awesome Con. I thought I was going to kick him out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, weren't were a couple wrestlers up there? Yeah, Sting yeah, they were. Was up That's there, why he started, started talking. And actually, he was. We I were did on... not. I did not go to see Sting. I yeah. decided I wasn't going to get his autograph. I think he wanted like fifty bucks I, for it. I heard I was it was like... last time he was wearing his makeup or something. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, he pulled a kiss. I guess <laughs> the uh, the only reason I remember it is because it's like who cares? And I was like, oh yeah, Tom cares. Right. <laughs> yeah. I see. Well, the thing is, I got to look at how much he wanted for his autograph, and it was like fifty dollars for an autograph for Sting, or I could use that to buy a comic book. Nah, I'm gonna buy a comic. Good call. Yeah, you've chosen wisely. Yeah. The only the only way that I would I was telling Randy the only way that I would got got anything with Sting would be a photograph, and that was if he was willing to put me in the Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> if he was willing to put me in the Scorpion Deathlock and let me take a picture of it, I would have paid the money for it because it would have been worth it. But they probably wouldn't because legal. Yeah. Oh yeah. For insurance purposes, there's no way in the world he was going to do that. But you'd still ask him, right? I'd still ask him. Yeah. All right, so back to Avengers Endgame because we talk comics on this podcast. I, I told you, if you want to talk, re- if you want to talk, baby. if you want to talk wrestling, get your own damn podcast. There was a WCW comic, baby. In fact, I, I can see several blocks on the board right over there that that are open for your wrestling and, podcast. And it, and it had a great scene in it where Sting visits this poor kid in the hospital when he's dying, and this and, and the boy thinks that Sting could save his life, and Sting says, Dude. That tells him that he can't. It was horrible. It's a little late in the evening for you to be horrible. looking for an ass kicking, isn't it? Horrible. <laughs> but anyway, back to yourself. Fired, Tom. <laughs> That's right. I haven't fired you in several weeks. You have haven't, have you? <laughs> i got to work a little harder on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so back to Avengers Endgame. See, and I had a thought when the whole Peggy Carter. Did and you see my, my man Chris Evans's? Did you see my man Chris Evans's with the hammer time? Oh, I, I, was, I was actually saving that, but I love, 
loved that moment because the entire theater loved that moment. Yeah, when, yeah. Oh yeah, the whole theater yeah. was. Well, I think everybody because it was long overdue. I think yeah. our buddy Wayne may have actually peed himself. Did he? Because <laughs> I saw him down there clapping his hands. He was clapping his hands at the way, at that the way Madman was when the Shazam finally showed. Oh yeah, <laughs> Shazam. Wayne the Train had himself a ball. He was like, yeah. yes. He told me where he said where he said when when he said oh when Cap got me on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what was so great about that is Thanos has Thor on the ground, and he's pushing Stormbreaker into his face, and then you and you can see the hammer moving. I think, oh, I know what's coming. Yep. But you thought for sure Thor was pulling it. I, I I bought into it. I thought that Thor was pulling the hammer. So you see it hit Thanos and go flying back, and Cap catches it. I'm like, oh my god, no, they didn't. Yes, they. Uh, I you know what the part my favorite parts about that is when they had Cap and the shield in one arm. And the hammer in the other. Right. I was like, yeah, that's Justice League of America. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah when Superman Avengers. was holding them both. Yep, that, 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 that's a shout out to that. And I love how they did the a la Civil War when he threw the shield, caught me on, a, hit Thanos, shield, Thanos, yeah. catch, hammer. It was I a mean, hell of no, a combo. It was a yeah. video game combo. Oh, yeah. man. He, 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 <laughs> tore, he tore Thanos' dome up with that, dome, with well, that hammer. That was shield. a special move. Well, well, I love, too, later on when they both had the different weapons. So, like, Thor had Mjolnir and Cap had Stormbringer looking at each other. And Thor was like, here, give me the, oh, you yeah, take the small one. <laughs> you take the small one. one. Yeah, I I like that. And I like some of the other the other uh, you know little little Easter eggs they had there, like the the uh, the shout out to to Secret Wars comic when when Hulk is having to balance the mountain on his back. Yes, that yeah. was great. Right. That yeah. was great. Yeah. And I also like the uh, the the I, where I didn't read Secret Empire. I like the shout out that they had the to Secret Empire to that, when that, Hulk when Cap says Hail Hydra. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I like how like Thanos fired every single weapon on his ship at like Tony Stark's little Malibu place, and everybody lived. That was amazing. <laughs> I wanted that kind of weapon technology. That's well, no, amazing. you actually don't want that weapon technology. If you fire it on, on every, and everybody walks away. Well, they yeah. all lived because the Hulk was keeping a mountain on his back. <laughs> all those explosions, everyone lived. Amazing! That's an excellent weapon. That's if that's you all guys could have seen Mad Bass face, he went and everyone lit. <laughs> <laughs> that is one hundred percent non-lethal weapons right. technology. I'm surprised that Thanos would be the one to have it. Right, you know? exactly. Right. But I did like the fact that they showed Thanos without the gems as a total badass. Yeah, because I think that's something that that you know we get away from even you know comic book fans. Because when with they everything. introduced him, he already had a gem. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you know, even even with with the way you know comic book fans are, they they think a, th- a lot of them think that Thanos, they think the Infinity Gauntlet, right? And, but and Thanos is a badass in his own right. Yes, without exactly, that, he yeah. he is a force to be reckoned with. He's you know he's almost like DC's Dark Side. He will whip your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he could take down the Avengers on his own. Yeah, without the gauntlet. easily without the gauntlet. easily he doesn't need it. So I'm glad that they they showed that. But I also love when they do get to to where he's been residing. I guess it was in the Soul Stone. And he tells him, where's the stones? And he's like, I used the stones to destroy the stones. He's like, my work was done because I'll be the bad guy here in the room. But what he did was not wrong. He, he fixed overpopulation. He said there's entropy in the universe, and it's because there's too many souls. Or he could have you know, doubled all resources. Right, exactly. Well, either way, it worked. <laughs> but so let's get to something that just, just freaking irks me, okay? Um, again, Captain Marvel's too overpowered. Okay. Yeah, EK EK really didn't like her haircut. He said she had a the one when she comes back with in the end. Yeah, she had this. Let me speak to your manager kind of haircut. Ah, <laughs> let me the, speak to your manager. Yeah, well, haircut. give me the number of your corporate office kind of haircut. They you know? did that so that it matches what her haircut looks like in today's comics. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what to do. Yeah, it, it is the angry soccer mom haircut, though. But Absolutely. yes, exactly. My my problem was. She comes into the in the main battle. Now we've already seen her single-handedly, Superman carry a ship down to Earth with Tony Stark on it. And I mean, and she's make no mistake, she's holding it. She brings it down, and then during the big final battle, she single-handedly plows through Thanos' ship by herself from top to bottom and just yeah, trashes there's, it. There's another character I've seen do that a lot. Who is that? Uh, uh, Superman. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then. She gets, she lands there, and she looks at Peter Parker. And I, I did like this. This was a good exchange. I'm Peter Parker. Hi, Peter Parker. You have something for me? And he hands her the gauntlet, right? That was great. What I didn't need was all the women sitting behind her saying, she's not going to loan. 
And I'm like, okay, she has just proven that she don't need you. Right. <laughs> she can get Pretty the Thanos, much. She but, can get the Thanos by herself. But, but girl, solidarity on the girl. Power. Well, and you know what? You can do that. You know how much you could have, how so much better you could have done that? You could have had them all standing up, saying, standing up, saying, we have your back. You have Carol say, no, I've got this. Turn around and point, and you get a scene of all the guys whipping, getting their asses whipped and say, Take care of that. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a much better empowerment scene, I think. Absolutely. Or yeah, when when Scarlet Witch showed up, have them jump in at that time because when she because like you knew she was there to well, she was there to mean business. Yeah. When she said you took everything. Oh yeah. From me. Oh man, I love that. And then it was just like they got. It was just like, yeah. Get him, get him, Wanda, get him. And yeah. then it was like, huh? Yeah, then. Is it just me or just, you know, have they really not made Wanda as powerful as what she yeah. should yes. be? Dave, that's, I got excited when Dave I saw Dave marginalized her Because that's time. exactly what I thought we were going to see. I thought we were going to see we the were going, I, I, I agree, because I was really looking for her. Now we're going to get the Scarlet Witch that we've all been waiting for. Uh, celestial Madonna, you know? Right. Something awesome. Yeah. yeah. From and then, she's and, one of the more powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, what I think is that they had been, they had been setting her up to do that, but I think something happened with the actress. It's like she rubbed a bunch of people the wrong way or something. Oh like yeah, that. And this happens in Hollywood. You know, as an actress, like we're setting up your character to do this uh, celestial Madonna storyline, but the actress keeps screwing up or pissing people off, and they're like, "Well, we're going to abandon that storyline because we're not going to back this actress." You know, and I think that's how Captain Marvel came to be because it's like we were going to do the girl thing with a uh, with a uh, Scarlet Witch, but. That didn't pan out, so let's come up with something new. Let's do the female Captain Marvel. Well, and the same same thing applies with Black Widow. They've been saying for a while they wanted to do a solo movie of Black Widow, but you almost get the impression that someone got rubbed the wrong way and said, well, no, we don't want to go down that track because ScarJo pissed off somebody, pissed that's, off the right person. possible, but if ScarJo rubs me, she's never going to make me upset. <laughs> God, there's no wrong way for Scar Joe to rub. <laughs> no, no, she can't rub you the wrong way. Huh? And argue that one. And no, no, okay, we're, all right, just we raise our hands. We're all in agreement that Scar Joe's hot. Okay. Oh so, yeah. Yes. All right. Bad man's hands up too. Hands, hands go up. So, so I, I'm sorry. He mentioned Scar Joe, and I all I can you think. Train of thought. All yeah. I can think of now is the butt scene out of Captain America: man, Civil War. Can't what, what, about, uh, what about what uh, about Fat Thor? I'm I'm glad I can, oh I'm glad God I, did I hate that I'm glad I, I can freaking hated him. that freaking hated that I'm glad I'm I can cosplay him now but I mean it's eighty uh, percent of the men in America does when I can cosplay him next con yeah <laughs> exactly I didn't necessarily hate it but I just love I'm uh, I've grown to become a big fan of uh, Chris Hemsworth yeah. and really to me I'm saying this to me he stole the show because. Whenever he's on screen, he doesn't disappoint. Well, I mean, he's charismatic. Right. So right. It doesn't matter if he's fat or anything right. like that. I right. Mean, he's still a magnetic person. I right. Mean, he attracts the eye, and he's charismatic. You know, Quite. I've seen him in other movies other than this, and he is a very capable actor. Oh, no doubt. That, he was great on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you've, oh, yeah. if you've seen his, some of his Saturday Night Live stuff, but he was great on that. I mean, even if you're pretty, doesn't mean, I mean, some people are pretty and skilled, and he is both, so. <laughs> you, you should, I was telling Tommy this over the weekend, you should really see the new Vacation movie with him in it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they didn't do that again. No, no, no. Is it, is it a new one? It's a new yeah. one because it's, okay. it's not Rusty a remake. It's okay, Rusty, good. the son of Clark Griswold, is going to Wally World on, on a vacation, and they actually stop at his parents' house. So you get to see Clark and Ellen Griswold. Right. It. So it's the son, but there's there's a scene where they go to visit his sister, and Chris Hemsworth is her husband in it. And, of course, he's all cut and he's buff, but he's also wearing these boy short uh, underwear. And he's he's rather well endowed. I mean, and it's just like, <laughs> you, you can't not see it, right? But he comes into the bedroom and he's talking to him and he's like, ha, huh, yeah, you know, talking about, you know, the warm weather, whatever. And as he's talking to him, he puts his leg up on his chest, you know, in the room. So you basically now have it outlined against his leg, right? Oh, wow. And so I think I think Christina Applegate is playing Rusty's um, wife in it, but... She's the whole time just looking down there at the package, right? Mm -hmm. But after he leaves, Rusty's like, ah, you see that? I can't believe he did that. He was obviously coming here to show off his six-pack, and you're like, that's not what he's showing off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, that, that's actually a good movie if you haven't seen it. Mm. But my problem with the Thor, with Mr. Fat Thor, is I understand the whole he's not worthy, and he's. I think Tommy even said it, he's suffering from a little PSTD. PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one too. 
PTSD. Um, but when he decided, okay, now I'm worthy again, and he gets his nice beard braided and he gets his <laughs> armor, right? He should have at least, I in my mind, lost all the fat because right. what I saw was his overweightness and a drinking whatever was a manifestation of how he felt unworthy. And once he and he wasn't actually that way, but he knew that this was how humans view unworthiness, and so I must adapt that form. So that when he became Thor again, he I should have muscled up immediately. I expected that to go back to what it was, but instead we just got fat Thor and armor. I don't, yeah, I don't think that that's how it works for gods. Not that I know anything about them, but I mean the the thing that I really didn't like. I don't care if he gained weight, if he you know drinking a lot. You know, hey, I'm I'm in the same boat, bro. The uh, my issue was that you know him being all mopey and like, yeah, yeah, he's you feeling know, sorry I, for himself. Thor yeah. never feels sorry for himself. Yeah, I, I, that's what I really didn't like. Well, and that and the fact that he just seems almost kind of whiny. Like, you know, yeah. who was, Rocket had to smack him like, hey, snap out of it. Exactly. That's what I did. Well, he redeemed himself at the end, though, so there, that was good. You know, when he goes off with the Guardians into, into space. I did like the exchange that he had with, with Star-Lord and everything. Yeah, so, you're in so, charge. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're definitely Every, in charge. Everyone knows who's in charge. Everyone knows who's in charge. charge. Quail. That's Quill. Quill. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's your ship. <laughs> Quail. <laughs> but, but we're in agreement. It's, it's, it's my ship. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so that part was good, and that, that brought him back. So, yeah, that redeemed him. I, and I think also what brought him back was seeing his mother, yeah. was seeing Phrygia. Well, and the advice she gave and him. And the advice she yeah. gave him, right. yeah. And that is a big part of the story because she basically does tell him, I, I don't know what's happened in your future, but obviously it's devastated you type of thing. Uh, so... That's what, that's our thoughts on the movie. I want to discuss where we think they're going next. Because I was talking about this with some friends at work. It takes a lot of creative genius and effort to conceive of something way back in Iron Man, the very first one, and continue it going for 10 years through all these movies, what, 22 movies? And, and keep sight of the path you're going. So either you have to get the Russo brothers to orchestrate that, or you better hope that whoever you get has got the same type of control as the rest of the MCU. Well, right. I, I don't know if they're going to try to string together that many movies together again. Um, I don't I, think you can. I mean, it was it was a no, it was a very ambitious undertaking. Absolutely. And I mean, I I will say that I mean, what was it like twenty something movies yeah. all tied together? I mean, it's it was very ambitious and it's groundbreaking that you know the, uh, that Marvel uh, Studios has done this. Well done. I don't think you need to string that many movies together. You can have clumps of movies that are connected and stuff like that, especially if you're following the same characters. But if you're going to do another Avengers type thing, I'm dying for a Kang the Conqueror. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Kang. Yeah. Oh yeah, be a great villain. I mean, now, now that we have the uh, that Fantastic Four back, we could do Galactus right. Right. Well, remember too, um, they have been saying for a long time now that Eternals is on the slate to be made. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I think they might be trying to go in a more cosmic direction. Right. Which could be like Annihilation, maybe. 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 That would that would be a good way to work into scrolls and make them more of a warfaring race and then build that into Secret Invasion. Yeah. And also have a segue into the introduction of Adam Warlock as well. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, that would be a perfect vehicle to bring Adam Warlock in. Now, one thing we didn't discuss that I thought was hilarious. They had everybody all thinking that Captain Marvel was going to be the one to take down Thanos one punch. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like um, Blue Beetle now when Batman knocked <laughs> out Guy I Gardner. Was, I was going to say, she, just, she totally got Guy Gardner. I mean, she got Guy Gardner big time. All you saw was punches and everything. Click, 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 click. Boom! Rainbow residue. <laughs> Rainbow residue flying all over there. And I'm like, this is your all-powerful? You can lift up a doggone spaceship and plow through a spaceship, but Thanos hits you your history? Well, again, it, it illustrates the point that Tommy had brought up. Thanos is a badass even without the gauntlet. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, and that's another part too. I'm glad this was more Captain America and Tony Stark story, right? Than it was anything else. You know, it, with a pretty generous helping of Thor put well, in there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many characters that you need to only focus on a couple. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard. and and and, re and really, you know, that that's who it should have been about was those two. That's what I mean. It's well, like even Black Panther was like in the entire Black Panther crew. They were like extras. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It showed up in like one, one or two scenes. This this almost had too many characters in it. Agreed. Because and I 
I don't know if maybe this character died previously, and I just don't remember it. Did Quicksilver die in Age of Ultron? Is that why we yes, didn't? Okay, he's he, we were led to believe that he did. Okay, yeah. yeah the, the situation was he. If, if you remember, I don't know if you watched the X Men movies or not, but the way it was set up is because since the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver belong to both the X Men and the Avengers franchise, the MCU got Scarlet Witch and the X Men franchise got, got, got Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Okay, well, so if you watch, so I, I, I forget which one it was, but. They kill off Scarlet Witch early in one of the X Men films when she's a baby, and then Quicksilver goes on in that one. Going to be fun resolving that past? now that Disney owns Fox. I think, I think it's Days of Future Past. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, well, I, I think that was in Days of Future Past. Yeah, they they kill they kill Scarlet Witch off as as a baby, and, and they keep Quicksilver. Yeah, and that and that's why you know, Quicksilver died in Age of Ultron okay. because they weren't able. To oh, that's keep, right. They I weren't do, able. To I do remember it. that now. Ultron just basically. Yeah, it, it was it was the way that the you know the it was set up for you know one got Quicksilver the other got Scarlet Witch. Well, one question we have not addressed, gentlemen. Uh do you think we we've seen the last of Iron Man? Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I don't I think, think we we've seen the last of Iron Man. I think what we're going to get is the MCU version of Ironheart. Yeah. I'm, there's definitely going to be an Iron Man type character. We're, we're, right. we're I don't. I don't think we're going to see a, an Iron Man movie. Rhodey's going to be War Machine, yeah. right? And they're going to do the thing. They're going to find a way to work in Riri, and we're going to get an Ironheart. I, yeah, I don't. If I don't, it's not Pepper Potts, if, if it's not Pepper remaining as rescue, right? I, I think I don't. Th- I, I think that might be a ways off. It's, well, that, if they do another Avengers movie, we'll probably see her in that. But I don't. As far as like a standalone, I don't think we're going to get another Iron well, Man. Well, also too, I think and. I read this on those other web one of those other websites. Did you notice um, Ant Man's daughter Cassie is now a teenager, mm-hmm. right. and she becomes a hero in like the New Avengers or the Runaways or whatever. So young I Avengers. think that's I think that's Young Avengers. So I think that's coming, and I do think we're going to get Hawkeye's daughter as another Hawkeye, not Kate Bishop. It'll be Hawkeye's kid instead. But I think we're going to get that also. Yeah, and of course we're going to have Sam Wilson as the new Captain America, right? right. Which, which which I'm down with. Yeah, I I wasn't mad at that. I actually hated it. I, I, honestly, I wanted Bucky to be I, the new yeah. Cap. I, I didn't want Bucky. I I had expected it to be Bucky because that's the way they went. No, he'd never get a security comic. clearance. But he was a he was an enemy <laughs> agent. There's true. no way he's going to have security clearance. But but truth but truth be told, I'm definitely not mad at Sam being the new Captain America. Definitely no. not mad at that. He's a no. great character. Yeah, I can see him carrying. I, I I would see a Sam Wilson Captain oh. America movie in a heartbeat. You know who they need to bring in? Oh my God, I can't believe I just just now thought of it. I really want to see a Prince Namor. They have been talking about that yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do it now because, yeah, we all know that Namor was first. Right. 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 But there's a lot of people out there that still, for whatever reason, believe Aquaman. Right. Was. And they're going to say, oh, they're, they're just ripping, say, off oh, they're Aquaman. ripping off Aquaman. Right. So I don't think they're going to go that direction. I, and I can see that. And I think and, the only way they would go that direction is I could see them bringing him in into Fantastic Four as a villain. And that might be why they've avoided. Which I'd be down with. That also yeah. might be the reason by, behind why they've avoided Moon Knight for so long. It's too many people. Now, to go, that's oh, somebody I'd this, like to see. This, just, this is Moon just a Batman Knight. ripoff. <laughs> Wait, I mean, Moon he Knight. is, but. Moon Knight. Moon Knight's a great character, Moon, man. Moon, we, okay. The, the, the Doug mentioned Look, Bill right. Sinkovich uh, stored the backup stores in the old Hulk magazine, top notch. And when um, he first started in the Marvel books back in 1982 and 83, when Sinkinvich was working on it, good stuff. All right, and look, you make fun of me for Darkhawk. I was about to say, about you Knight. cannot sit here and tell me what a great character Darkhawk is and not like Moon Knight. You're fired! There. It, it's like this. Darkhawk <laughs> here, Moon Knight here with the greater than sign pointing to Darkhawk. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, Darkhawk uh, smells. The, yeah, the, 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 the alligator <laughs> mouth points to Darkhawk in that. The alligator uh, mouth no, it does not. Yeah, all right, that's all we got time for because Tommy and I are about to seriously get into it or the better character, which is Moon Knight, by the way. Um, no right. doubt. Huh? No doubt. So, uh, and actually, remember too, this is not the end of Phase Three. They they said that Spider Man um, Far From Home is supposed to be the end of Phase Three, which I'd really like to see how they're going to tie that in to Endgame because it's only supposed to be a few months after Endgame has happened. Right. Because him and the high school class that you know have been in high school for six years um, are going overseas. So, I noticed too at the yeah, end of this I, movie, you didn't see MJ. What's up with that? I don't know. She probably graduated. <laughs> well, but I no, mean, she's in a new movie. But you'd think one of them would have to, either Ned or MJ. Right. 
They all, I mean, maybe all they just didn't have high school for five years. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, may, yeah, maybe they just didn't have high school for five years, so these are twenty-some-year-old, you know, sophomores, and <laughs> Pete, you know, Peter's still a teenager, but Ned and MJ are twenty-some-year-old sophomores. That's almost like uh, yeah. the guy from the old Shazam TV show. He was thirty years old, trying to pass off. Oh yeah, 16. trying to be the, the Billy Botson teenager. Yeah, trying to be a teenager, and then that smelled too. All right. So until next time, we are going to be down here wondering just whose ship is it, Quills or Thor's? Why, Tommy? Because we're lost in the long box. Yes, we are. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.